Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you look at the Fortune 400, these are not ancient fortunes. They're very left-wing people. They have a global market. They're very wealthy. They're ideological. And they have an agenda that they feel is good for us. This is their religion. As atheists and agnostics, they feel we're going to convert these people. We don't want to do it by the sword if we have, if we can avoid it. Would you come my way? This is the Trevor Carey Show. On the Valley's Power Talk. But they're going to do what's good for them. And we know what it is. We've seen their visions. We're going to think a particular way. We're going to have a particular K-12 through education. And we're going to be the perfect citizen, according to them. And they don't believe in liberty. They don't believe in individual choice. They don't believe that individuals can make better decisions than they can as government. So they're very scary people. Yes, they are. That's Dr. Victor Davis Hansen there. And he kicks off the show as our guest, Dr. Hansen. Every time we get the opportunity to speak, the level of insanity discussion keeps going up and up, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Oh, well, uh, we we have all this uh, distraction, but I want to jump right in. I want to get into your brain. Thank you. I know you're a, you're a sought-after man, so thank you for the time here. Uh, the communist Chinese bank payments to the Biden family, that should be setting off alarm bells. Uh, the microphone is yours, sir. Yeah, I think the biggest problem they're going to have is that if you look at the lifestyles of Hunter and Joe Biden, it doesn't seem to be explicable by the amount of taxes they purportedly pay. And so we know that money was going to them, but apparently uh, nobody in the Democratic Party, when they controlled the House, would allow their tax returns, even though they, they had the Ways and Means Committee produce Trump. So I think that Republicans will finally get their taxes, and I think when you collate uh, what they reported, they being, you know, the brother and the sister and the son and maybe even the former daughter-in-law and, and see how they live. It, it won't work out. And that's kind of ironic because he's been he's been lecturing the nation about paying our fair share, but he surely, I don't think, did. You don't have three houses like that just, you know, in two years out of office. And uh, doesn't the IRS also make you show that you got to have some products or good or services that you did for money when it's at that level? Yeah, I think you do. Otherwise, they call it a gift, and you're only allowed to give, I guess, fifteen thousand dollars to somebody. And it's it's just part of this larger problem of asymmetry. There's no equality of the application of justice. You can really see that with the presidential papers, Biden versus Trump. Now we're looking at this indictment. And uh, I remember, I don't, you're, you're old enough, too. You remember when Monica was in the news and we found out that Bill Clinton and his fixer, J- Vernon Jordan, were trying to give her a job at Revlon Corporation for 80000 a year oh, yeah. to shut her up so she wouldn't testify. 
Nobody, nobody ever went after him for that. I don't know what the difference between that is. I think that's much more egregious in a non-disclosure form. Well, this two-sided justice, uh, we can't get used to it. Because it almost gets to a point where it happens all the time. You're like, well, I guess that's how America is. We cannot get used to this. It, yeah, it's, it can be trivial. You, you just expect that, uh, you know, it can be a, a trivial if a, a person. It's not trivial, but a person can protest outside an abortion clinic and he can be you know, have a SWAT team and a person who's a pro-choice person or a violent person can burn down uh, or deface a an abortion, uh, anti-abortion clinic and nothing's going to happen to them. So, and then you get into the existential when you see somebody like Ashley Babbitt, who's a 13-year-old, 13-year veteran, unarmed, committing a misdemeanor, and she's shot by a policeman uh, who had a record of laxity, and they suppressed his name. And you compare that treatment to what happened after George Floyd, who was, you know, that was a tragic death. He shouldn't have died in the custody of a policeman, but the nation went crazy, and the government went crazy, and he was in the process of committing the felony of counterfeiting with a long, violent rap sheet, much more violent than Ashley Babbitt. But it was almost as if the, the policeman who shot her was a patriot. The way that they treated him, they, they disguised his name. They didn't tell us anything about him. They, they tried to con- contextualize everything he did and excuse it. And the fact of the matter is he, he shot an unarmed woman lethally. And that was something that usually in this country we have a massive investigation. The, the police pictures on the, he's taken immediately off duty. His pictures in the paper, everybody's angry about it. But that surely didn't happen. I think... So we can go on and on about it, but you, people will not respect the law unless it's equally applied. Uh, well, speaking of uh, that incident you were just talking about, the the January 6th tape, Speaker McCarthy made the campaign promise, seemed like he handed the football to Tucker, who's now saying, well, Fox didn't tell me I can't air anymore. Do you, I don't understand what's, what's going on other than maybe some people don't want us to see something, or is that all he could get out of 41,000 hours to make his point? I, I don't know. Do you? I, I think he was under pressure uh, – that they wanted to make it public for everybody. And then if that were to happen, then he wouldn't have any exclusivity. So I think he's going to wait until it's out there and then he will go back and look at certain sections with the mainstream media, of course, will, will ignore. But I think the only vulnerability he had or exposure was that Kevin McCarthy gave him, you know, like sort of like Twitter and Mount Talabi and, and they gave him an exclusivity and, and, uh, there was so much criticism about that. I think he's going to take a pause. I don't think it's because of he's being censored. I just think that there was too much noise about, well, why doesn't everybody get to look at this? Why do you get to? Yeah, I, I read a quote today. Yeah. Excuse me for interrupting, but a quote yeah. today where he said that he didn't have the facial recognition software. He can't just go on TV and go, that's an FBI guy right there. Uh, he said uh, that needs to be gone over facial recognition software. So it, I guess maybe that's the reason. I don't know. Well, we had Michael Matthew Rosenberg, who was the New York Times Pulitzer Prize winner and supposedly that newspaper's expert and he wrote you know remember he was caught by operation veritas bragging that there were dozens of fbi agents and it was no big deal that everybody had panicked they really got angry at him at the new york times 
and almost fired him for saying that in that off-guarded moment. Well, uh, we know the libs want a Trump-DeSantis war. Would you Would you agree they would want that? Because I remember back in the debates, uh, the Democrats, when everybody was going after Joe Biden, when you had Kamala and Senator uh, Elizabeth Warner up there and Buddha Judge and Bernie Sanders, and they all got behind the candidate pretty quickly. But do you see this playing out? I, I guess first I need to ask you, uh, do you see DeSantis running? If so, do you think there will be a little war here and that'll help the libs? Yeah, I, I think I think DeSantis is going to run. Um, I think his strategy had been kind of wise to ignore the, the Trump attacks on him. But then I think his team at some point calibrated that if you continue to ignore it, then Trump is going to call you weak, that you didn't respond. So now he's trying to escalate a little bit. I think... It would have been wiser uh, for his own interest that when he responded to the impending indictment, he didn't go into why that. I mean, you can make you can argue that that wasn't a very wise thing to get involved with Stormy Daniels in whatever context they were actually involved. But he shouldn't get into that. He should just say this is an asymmetrical application of the law, and they've done this to Donald Trump and by extension to all of you conservatives for the last six years. And we've got to stop it. And I think if he had done that, it would have been far more effective. But I think he also thought, I'm so tired of Donald Trump attacking me. I'm going to say whatever this, I don't want to, I don't even know what this disclosure and a porn star. And so he got into that. And there's going to be a colossal fight, I think, between the two. And I think the consensus now is among people in both camps they're worried that donald trump can get the nomination but can't win the general election and they're worried that DeSantis can't get the nomination but he would have won the general election i don't know if that's true or not but when i speak and i talk to people that's what they seem to be saying based somewhat on the polls after all this do you think conservatives uh republicans out there do we want an adult uh, communicator like the response you just gave that you said what should have been it after the last six years they've been cup that would have been the adult in the room statement and that sounded comforting to me i i don't want i it doesn't have to be funny even anymore you know because trump did so many things that cracked me up in 2015 16 into 17 and then it was like okay you're not don rickles you're the president yeah, I think I think you could sum what you just set up by a lot of people that I talk to, and I, I feel that I want to get even. I don't want to get mad, and I don't want to have. I don't want to wake up and have to worry about Omaroso and Scaramucci and Steve Bannon and all of these. Not because I don't like them, just because they're distractions that play into the hands of the left. And so you want somebody who is razor focused and wants to get even to what the left has done to this country rather than to give more ammunition for the left to go hysterical and then use, use Donald Trump as a club to beat conservatives. He's done a lot of wonderful things, but right now we're $33 trillion in debt and we've got a war that's killed probably 300,000 people. It's on its way to kill 500,000. And we've created an alliance of Russia and China and maybe India, Turkey, Saudi Arabia, and Iran. And that's a lot of nuclear weapons and money and oil. And we're not talking about these things. And so um, I think, and the left doesn't want to talk about this thing. 
all they want to do is to beat everybody over the head with Donald Trump. And when he when he makes fun of Mitch McConnell's wife, or he says something about Glenn Youngkin's name being Chinese, or he calls Stormy Daniels horse face, it's kind of funny, as you said, but it distracts from, we don't have any margin of error in this country anymore. We had 7 million people cross the border. There is no border. Yeah, we're under attack. We're under attack under so many arenas. Absolutely. Yeah, 109,000 people were killed by fentanyl overdoses, the majority of it disguised as other opiate drugs or, you know, Percocet or Ativan deliberately to kill people, all imported by the cartels. And that's more people that died almost in Vietnam and Korea combined. And so, and that was just in one year. And, and so we have these existential problems and our cities are medieval and we're not addressing any of this stuff. Instead, the left wants us to, you know, wants to indict Trump on it. And he's, this is just the beginning. They're going to go after him on the Georgia thing, the special counsel. This could go all the way on to the election day. My guest, Dr. Victor Davis Hanson, sir, uh, here's how I'm coming to my conclusions. I'm not going to follow a man. I, I want to follow the truth, and that candidate that comes closest to that will get my vote here. And I want to ask you, uh, I read here a whole lot out there, Governor DeSantis backed by big rhino, big dollars from the globalists that are, uh, you know, the country club martini Republicans. I, I, is that true? I don't know. I don't I mean, I'm not sure. I do think it's true that there's a lot of the Bush, Karl Rove, Romney wing that feels they're out in the wilderness and they want to get back in the Republican Party. And the Republican Party has moved on. And the issues that Republican Party stand for are mostly those of the middle class. They're not the bicoastal elite. And so they want to get on and they're going to latch on to the person that they feel is the best vehicle and i don't think they think that mike pompeo or nikki haley can get them back in but they do think Juan DeSantis can so they're going to put a lot of pressure on him they're going to offer him a lot of money and uh, he's raised a lot of money but he needs to get a grassroots money raising operation as well so he's not dependent on those people because they're going to put a lot of pressure on him to compromise him but so far i don't really you know these are all intangibles and hypotheticals but if you look at what he's actually done in florida going after disney or critical race theory or the illegal alien problem or fiscal problem or the fauci covid policies he's done pretty well it's been very good in florida i've been there five or six times in the last year and we get used to california with everything is like california but when you go to a different state and you see highways that work and without potholes or clogged or construction everywhere or you see people eating that are happy or they're it's it's just a different atmosphere than what you see in california we all feel like we're in decline and that's not true in places that you go elsewhere especially you know when i go to tennessee or utah or wyoming you know gosh it's just a different place texas florida it's so true i had listen i i hadn't been out of california in a while and i went to see my son up in great falls montana where he's stationed in the air force and i'm thinking when i'm in the store i'm like what did everybody just win the lottery or something right it's a different spirit yeah it is it is it is i just came back from the bay area and 
you know, homeless people on University Avenue in Palo Alto and then uh, construction everywhere. And then you see these people and they talk to them. They're trying to buy a 900-square-foot home for $2 million. It's a shack. And they're paying, we're paying all these taxes. And now we're obsessed with reparations to pay people who were never hadn't have a, a person who was a slave in their family, if that even they did in five generations, from people who never had slaves. It doesn't make any sense when we're, you know, somewhere between 15 and $25 billion, $30 billion short on the, on the state budget. Yeah, and we're also giving and, a billion, uh, throwing another billion out for homelessness as well. Yeah, we're doing. You can see that everywhere in the Bay Area. And it's... Uh, it's you know this middle class has left California. There's pockets of it left in the Central Valley, but you go in the Bay Area, it's just rich, rich and poor, and there's nobody in between. Hmm. Well, you and, know what uh, could make it worse if we were still in a drought. Uh, well, we uh, <laughs> yeah yeah we're it's uh, we're getting a lot of damage in the Sierra Nevada. I have a little house in Huntington. I can't find it. It's buried under snow. I hope the roof is not collapsed, but mm. you can't really get up there, and you don't know where to put the snow. And I've already gone up there twice to get it off, but I have never, I've had that house for 16 years. I've never seen anything remotely comparable to it. Yeah, that's the I've first for many. So many yeah, yeah I've, I've, all these agricultural ponds out here in rural Selma are, are filling up. Even, it, there's so much snow and rain that even Gavin Newsom can't let it out to the ocean fast enough. Yeah. He's doing his best, best, but he, nature is still beating. He still wants this drought at all costs, but he can't quite pull it off. Well, uh, not too many uh, farmers in ag here in the Valley back around Christmas were even thinking about flood control as being top of mind, but right now that is happening, so it's been a blessing, also a curse for some out there uh, as well, but Dr. Hansen, thank you for your time. I know you're a much sought-after man, so we appreciate uh, your time. Anything you wanted to tag in closing? No, just uh, I'm glad it's raining. I think we all are, but we don't want to drain too much and flood, you know, during bloom. And uh, there's all these worries that farmers have, but pretty much we're all lucky to be here, and we just have to see if we can save the state somehow. That's right. That's our biggest worry. All right. Well, what a super Tuesday. Thank you for coming on, sir. Thank you, Trevor. You betcha. Dr. Victor Davis Hansen. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. It's still kind of windy, but man, around 11, 12 noon today at my house, I thought, is that some kind of city street sweeper out there? I thought, what is this machinery sound I'm hearing? And I went and looked, and uh, it was the wind. I have not seen wind like that here uh, in the valley since moving back uh, seven plus, uh, almost eight years ago. Uh, here and we got uh, warnings few uh, strong thunderstorms are possible here up until eight o'clock tonight lightning small hail and of course rain uh, could say produce intense rainfall uh, coming in and that's good news and bad news again just like i was talking with dr victor davis hansen there about you know that uh, it's a it's a blessing and right now a lot being uh, cursed uh, and levees breaking and we're still not out of the woods because uh, it actually beautiful days are what will keep us not out of the woods 
sunshiny, clear days, that means more meltage and more uh, floodage. So uh, we'll keep you updated on all that. This With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. I, I can't believe this video that's going viral. You've probably seen it. it. It's two minutes of this dude, uh, looks like a transient dude, smoking fentanyl on a, a street in Portland, like where you would have pubs and maybe some stores. And it looked like a, I would say, a middle to upper scale kind of maybe street where people put a lot of money into their businesses. And this dad felt comfortable sitting on this bench. And his kid, whoever's taking the video, was uh, kind of behind them all. But this, his kid's just kind of like a kid. Like, they're almost like waiting for a bus or somebody to come and pick him up. And uh, this kid's just la-da-da, moving around, swinging his arms on the sidewalk while this guy's smoking. Fentanyl, the smoke. And then another shot shows him uh, in the corner all, and the wind blows. You see the smoke blow right on these three women, just middle-aged women walking down the street. And you see it blow right in front. Uh, of these uh, people, well, they were a little, actually, a little older. Uh, their faces there, and I mean, I I wouldn't even consider visiting. No way. One little gram of fentanyl can kill hundreds of people, and this is now happening on the streets. Okay, uh, as we said, it is. Thank you all so much. What a super Tuesday! Now I told you yesterday I had a super Tuesday Hillary story, and here it is. And it's it's gross. It's juvenile. It's uh, something that like third graders would really laugh at. And I know there's going to be some 48-year-olds right now that are going to really laugh at this. And some 88-year-olds are going to really laugh at this. Uh, a serial pooper was stalking the halls of the Schubert Theater. And it was a Broadway show. And the serial pooper struck in the aisle right near Hillary and Chelsea Clinton. The, uh, the House spokesperson said, Last week when Hillary and Chelsea were in the audience, the lights came up for intermission. And there were two human excrements in the aisle just near the famous duo. The House crew dealt with it very appropriately and quickly, and Hillary and Chelsea remained in the theater for the second act. Uh, it was, uh, they found out who it was. It was an elderly person. They said it's rather sad, but yes, the House staff worked quickly to resolve the situation, and Act Two started as scheduled. So I guess it was not an intentional hit and run. Uh, it was, they're saying, that's what they're saying. 
Now, uh, if you can have an outraged anti-Hillary person, doesn't matter what age that they are. Uh, I thought it was interesting, though, how uh, Bill Clinton responded to uh, it here. My job was to do one thing, which I was profoundly honored to do. I wanted those young women, to, and I'm not a policymaker anymore. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. You're listening to The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. Yeah, windy, cloudy, no rain coming down here at uh, Sean 41 here at iHeart. But as I, uh, it's gonna, it's dark back in there, and it's going to be uh, coming in. Uh, we got uh, thunderstorm warnings till 8 o'clock uh, tonight as well. My job was to do one thing, which I was profoundly honored to do. I wanted those young women, to, and I'm not a policymaker anymore. Okay, you wanted those young women. Thank you all so much. What, yes, what a super Tuesday. Tuesday. Hey, uh, thank you to Sandy listens to the show. Thank you, Sandy, for the muffins you dropped off here. Uh, pre-sealed from the grocery store. If anybody made them at home, we, we don't trust them. I just can't pass them around to people if they're that way. Could have been a cat up on the counter when you were mixing the batter, right? You never know when something's homemade unless you know the home that it's made in, right? Uh, we've had things over my whole radio career sitting around there like, hey, uh, so-and-so dropped this off. You know, I've known them for five years. They listen to the show, and I'll be like, is it homemade or was it at the store and brought in? Uh, I've always been that way because you just don't know. But Sandy, I'm not saying you you have cats on your counter, but she did make get them from the store and they were beautiful. Thank you. And the newspapers. She knows I love old newspapers. So, uh, Sandy, thank you for dropping those off there as well. Uh, now let's move on to something a little more depressing here. A man was found dead inside a home after he opened fire on Fresno police during a domestic violence call last night. Remember how everybody's saying if it's domestic violence or somebody acting crazy in the family will call out a community service worker, right? The, the police will go on the violent calls. Well, guess what? These things can turn. Remember how we're talking about they can turn just like that? Happened about 6 o'clock, Chestnut and Hamilton. Police say they were called out to the house, reported that a 21-year-old and his brother had been fighting. The 21-year-old grabbed a rifle. He was still inside the house, and he, he fired at the, at the cops as they're out there talking to family members outside. All right, they're probably like, okay, so he had some issues. Let's see. Okay, now hold on. One person talking. Bam, bam, bam. Can you imagine? You never know. The officers and the family members were able to get to safety without being hurt. Uh, that's amazing in uh, in and of itself, unless this man who uh, was inside with the gun was, I don't scaring people. We won't know because he killed himself inside. None of the officers fired their weapons during this time, but uh, they had to tell everybody in the area, you got a shelter in place. You got to get the guy to come out of the house. The cop said the man's mom said he shot himself inside the house and there was a standoff. They used a drone to go in and make sure he was dead because he could be faking it. Uh, he wasn't. They said the guy was alone inside the house at the time of the shooting. And they're trying to figure out, still trying to figure out what started all of that. In Selma over the weekend, the two teenagers, remember yesterday talking about the cops, like how hard it is. You just come up on the scene. There's a teenager with gunshot wounds uh, laying in an alley. One of those has now passed away. Uh, teen died in the hospital after that double shooting out there. No suspects are in, in custody again. And continuing, it's uh, not a Super Tuesday news day here when it comes to crime and 
and uh, bodies being found. And a Fresno City College student was reported missing last week, has been found dead. Officials with the school say the student was reported missing on Friday. Her body was found by the railroad tracks near the college. And he said anybody had a class with the student got a personal message regarding letting them know what happened. He said her death's still under investigation. Student's name has not been released out of respect for the family. I don't know if you remember a couple weeks ago, I was telling you about a guy I used to work with way back in the day in San Jose in the 90s who uh, they went on to San Francisco, became the doghouse JV, and he still works for iHeart in San Francisco. There's been nothing on Have you? I haven't seen any anything on that. Uh, I know his wife came out and stated in a release or something online about how, uh, with what the family has found out, doesn't look like he's going to be coming back. And uh, they've been almost as if it's a farewell kind of uh, um, broadcast. At least that's what some folks told me it sounded like. So that's still a strange story uh, out there. But uh, we'll let you know if we hear anything uh, on that. Idaho's legislature just passed a bill that would uh there's they're serious that would bring back firing squads firing squads the republican legislature brought back the death penalty by firing squad and they said it's the most humane way to to execute somebody uh idaho now is one they said of five states that actually uh allowed this here and i was looking at this and i'm like okay you're going to tell me what the other ones are and then i forgot to look it up after i was reading this today so i'm curious i'll find out what that is the other five states but uh they said the problem uh, the the people that were arguing it in idaho the director of the Correctional Leaders Association said, we're concerned about jails finding the staff that's actually willing to be on the firing squad, you know, to execute somebody. And I normally, don't they do like three people and two of them are blanks and one of them's a real bullet so you can lay in bed at night and go, there's a 33 and a third percent chance that I just killed somebody today. Uh, but they said at the last firing squad execution in 2010, uh, they said people around the world volunteered to shoot the guns. This was uh, 150 journalists showed up. This Fordham law professor was out there, and he said there was an ample supply of volunteers. So I don't think Idaho will have a problem finding some men that are willing to carry out some some justice, I guess. Now, you got to make sure, man. I mean, the death penalty, yes. I We talked about it a, a few days ago or yesterday at All Blends, and uh, that it's self-defense of society. You know, there are some people that are just so heinous that you don't want your correctional officer buddy or correctional officer sergeant uh, to be, you know, they're around bad dudes the whole time, but they're not the ones that, like, eat people's ears and stuff. You know, just the child rapists, too. Yeah, they execute and I, I like the firing squad. And uh, I'm not even willing to give them a cigarette. Nope. On the day, that's it. You wake up. We're not even giving you breakfast. It's just when the rooster crows, the bullets fire. But we got to really, really, really. In the day of DNA now, we know we can really, really know. And I'm saying that's for the small percentage. I, I want most of the, uh, the bad dudes uh, a chance to rehabilitate or stay alive in prison for the rest of your life if you killed somebody else or did something really really bad all right there you go there's king trevor's rules for 
for March 21st, 2023, talking about crime and people that need to be locked up. Uh, why do you think they're running crazy in San Francisco and, and all around the state? Because they know they're going to get away with so much. And if this is not a sign of the times, everybody has to do their part. A CNN crew, of all people, somebody said, hey, we need to go out to San Francisco and we need to film a segment at City Hall and cover street crime in San Francisco and come back and let's yeah, we'll, we'll put it on uh, Don Lemon's morning show, right? So they went out and they, uh, they got security, uh, hired security to watch the rental car, uh, car that they rented and the crew car that they have and uh the thieves uh (laughs) security tried to grab the crooks but ended up with an image of the license plate the vehicle they drove uh off on they they were robbed they were robbed on the street covering street crime had their passports id stolen and the reporter said that this actually did not being a problem now this shows i'm going to say more than any fact that's been out there of how bad crime is in the city of san francisco california that this reporter said it's not a problem she talked to southwest airlines and she said it wasn't that because i work for cnn she said that this is such a problem they run into the issue so frequently in the city when people go there and travel uh, and then they get their ID stolen along with everything else that was in there, whatever they got stolen. Uh, so, yeah, carry your ID in your underwear when you go to San Francisco. That should be the tagline. Uh, we're all in this together, Gavin. We all got to do our part, right? Uh, the reporter said, San Francisco is a beautiful city. It's our third day here, and I love my time here. But if you do visit this city, know that even with hired security watching your car, it's not enough. <laughs> Well, I guess you'd have to have higher security that's willing to pull out a gun and shoot somebody uh, that's going to take your car, right? I mean, that's it. That's where we are right here. Uh, They became the victims themselves. Mm. What would you do? And I know this this was a Reddit thing on some article that I saw, and it caught my eye because uh, I think like crazy weird stuff like this all the time, all the time. Uh, If you met your 13-year-old self, but you can only tell yourself three, three words, what would it be? Stop it. Stop it now. That's five. That's what Joe would tell himself. All right, I'll, uh, I guess I have to share mine. We'll do it next. This is the Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. The Trevor Carey Show on the Valley's Power Talk. It's actually one of the most proudest years to turn, right? 13. That's a, that was a big deal. Uh, remember how though how far away driver's license at 16 felt that the three years today goes by boop. You know, back then, that was still another whole generation away. But you were a teenager. I wonder when it was in America. Uh, Was it maybe the Roaring Twenties when that kind of became like, uh, because you used to be a kid and then you were a a grown-up, 
and we didn't have that middle kind of thing where well they're teenagers you know how they're like right but the t and it really in the 50s they started marketing to that demographic but yeah teenager 13 years old that's the year that society at some point i who did these rules who who said we have teenagers and it starts at 13 i guess it's the teen part of the name uh of course but uh okay i i can't go back and change how it was all set up but uh, i guess this is making the rounds around you met your 13 year old self but you can only tell them three words i i had my first thought within like 10 seconds mine was sarah brunette run i asked i asked squires uh he he couldn't he said he couldn't put it in three words and i said that's a lot of regrets my friend and he nodded with a slight smile. And I don't know, three words. You know, what, what would you tell yourself? Uh, my second thought, the real one, I think, would be uh, trust the Lord. Isn't that a good one? Yeah. You can tell me that's a good one right there, right? Dodgers win in 88. Dodgers win 8-8. Mullets, not good. That would have been when i thought it maybe i never really no okay see if i starts out with that tone like well i never really that's yeah you did uh like yeah when you ask a guy any anytime a guy like comes to me with relationship problems i first go hey i'm the i'm the worst person to ask they're like well no you failed it so many so you're a good person to ask uh i'll just do the opposite of what you tell me to do but anybody that comes to me and says hey i got and i'll be like well okay hold on let me stop do you really love her and if they go well yeah i always stop i go don't take the problem somebody else when i ask do you really love her and they go yeah i do uh no hesitation but with that eh, you know and that's you always got to be a little careful about that so uh you can ponder that you can go home and ask somebody in your family that question as well if you meet your 13 year old self you can only tell them three words uh i more than ever now i've, I've been talking to my son who my oldest son who thinks he's now old uh he's 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 not 20 28 but everybody feels old because it's the oldest you've ever been right a 10 year old feels old because man they they, both hands right we all feel old because it's the oldest that we've ever been but i tell him at 28 now me at 57 i you can go hey man your canvas i go your canvas still has so much more just white on it uh, there's so much more still to be painted, right? And at 13, uh, so many people think it. And you know what? That that really does go to show that today, 13-year-olds just think they, you know, we thought we knew the world, right? Think of all the power that kids now at 13 actually have, like, over what they can do to their body and their parents not knowing and all of this, right? I wouldn't want to be 13 today. No. that's a That's a tough world to be in. Uh, out there but hopefully things go back a little more traditional i it it needs to i think there'll be a craving out there because not everybody lost their mind at the same time right it can't be it can't be (laughs) traditional there's uh now that i had that trad wife on for traditional wife i forgot her name but she was a great guest saying that yeah she takes care of her kids and her husband and she makes sure the she looks nice when her husband comes home for work he loves it right 
And it started with these uh, women being angry with the feminist movement. And there's now big, uh, uh, big news about this movement. The BBC actually did a skit uh, off of the trad wife. It's a trend that's actually now making the the feminists kind of furious out there. See, uh, I was I was uh, ahead of the trend on the Trevor Carey show that these traditional women are out there, and they uh, these feminists they they feel threatened. That, that's what it is. They feel threatened. Uh, I don't know if you caught this one here, man. Something else, boy. I was telling you about Trapper Jake yesterday at 95. Well, he was single. Here, Rupert Murdoch, Fox, 92 years old, going to give another go at marriage. She's way younger. She's 66. He's 92. Hey, Rupert, go ahead, man. <laughs> oh, my stars. You got to give it to him. When Trump was president, we didn't have uh, headlines about bank failures, did we? Or the banking system being on the brink of collapse. Orange man bad. We'll talk about the banking system next. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.